Um, you know, I feel that happiness is an inside job. It truly is. Happiness is something that you cultivate from within. And um, it, it, it does have to do with the choices that you make in your life and what you, um, what you call into your life. Hey guys, welcome to our Soul Fam podcast where I interview space holders from all over the world. I'm your host, my name is Carolina, and I am the Connection Catalyst. I help spiritual entrepreneurs experience deeper connection with themselves, with others, and with the universe. Today on the show, we have Shahara Mosalin, the happiness engineer, the wellness architect, and the spiritual alchemist. Welcome to the show, Shahara. How are you doing? Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here with you. I'm doing oh, fantastic. It's an honor for me as well. I'm so excited to talk to you because you have such beautiful identities like happiness engineer, you know, wellness architect. I love Thank that. You. I just love that. Also because I'm an engineer too. I'm actually a master of sustainable energy, but I just don't work in the, in my profession as it usually happens for people. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I, I love that. <laughs> I'm an engineer as well. I just I work with sustainable beautiful. energy, just human energy, not uh, not other energy, right? <laughs> Still the same profession, but a little bit different. Exactly. So I I want to ask you first, uh, as I ask everyone about the journey, because the journey sometimes has so many hidden gems about like what happened uh, in your life to bring you on this path, to help people, to inspire you to be the happiness engineer and spiritual alchemist and so on. So I would love you to share uh, your journey with us. Yeah, it would be my pleasure. Well, it, as you say, it definitely was a journey. Um, I would say that um, I had my first spiritual awakening um, when I was 16 years old at a rave dancing what? with music. <laughs> wow. And it really felt that it was um, the music that helped me transcend and connect to this infinite consciousness that we're all a part of and um, have a sense of belonging to something much bigger than myself. And at that time in my life, um, you know, with uh, all of my friends, you know, going through um, the perils of being a teenager and, uh, you know, having all the drama and the heartaches and just, you know, the, you know, having to fit in and all the things that we go through as teenagers, um, most of us were very depressed. Most of us were having, you know, a really hard time in school fitting in. And so, you know, we had formed this, you know, beautiful community tribe of ravers, <laughs> in essence, where um, we were coming together and uniting dancing with music and um and that was our um that was our uh, refuge in a, in a sense. And what I found through my experience of, you know, really transcending through music is that I actually didn't really need drugs in order to get there. I, I could transcend purely through the love of music and through sound. And so I went on to become a DJ. I went on to become a progressive house and trance DJ in order to really take the rest of my tribe on that same journey and, um, and help uh, people through the medium of sound. And I didn't really know I was doing that, you know, when I was that young, but I, I felt like there was, it was something that I wanted to give back. And so, um, yeah, that kind of started my spiritual journey of really understanding that I was not this body 
I was not this, you know, like this face and this mind and all that, you know, I saw in a mirror and I was something much vaster. And that connection that I had to all that is um, gave me a sense of hope and a sense of purpose and a sense of belonging that I didn't really feel otherwise. Um, And so that went on for some years. And then, you know, in trying to just like any young teenager would trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. You know, your parents push you to um, go to school, get an education, make something of yourself. And so for me, I, um, I love music. I wanted to stay in music. It was not an option. You know, I had Persian parents that were like, you got to be a doctor or scientist or an engineer or a lawyer. (laughs) So, um, you know, I went on to study psychology mostly because I, was interested in learning about myself, learning about other people and understanding what makes people happy or sad or how I can really be of service to humanity. I I said to myself, um, if I can make a difference in one person's life in my lifetime and change their life to a better life, then I would have done my due diligence in this lifetime that I would have, you know, put my imprint and I could die happy. And now looking back, obviously, many, many, many years later, and how many people's lives I have helped changed, um, I'm not ready to die. (laughs) I want to continue to do the work and be of service. But that was my start is going into psychology. And I went through psychology school, I went through, you know, all the levels, all but a dissertation, which means that I was getting my doctorate in psychology. So I was I only had my dissertation and my um, practicum left. But being in school for so many years, studying something that I felt um, at that time, school that I was attending at the very least, was making my subject dependent on me and not really instilling that in within them the power to shift their own lives um, didn't resonate. You know, for me, I was at the time writing, this is 25 years ago, I'm really dating myself. Um, But 25 years ago, I was writing my dissertation on the mind's ability to be able to uh, change the body and heal the body with yoga, visualization and meditation. And I had never read or done any of those things. I had just read an abstract that you could do this. And I was like, wow, that sounds like magic. I would like to learn more about that. So I started writing like 30 pages into my dissertation and I took it to my dissertation chair and I said, I was so passionate. This is what I want to write about. This is what I want to learn about. And he looked at me and he said, well, you know, there isn't a lot of research around that right now. So I would really like for you to write on something that has more breath and more research behind it. And so that was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back for me. I was like, you know, even at a young age, I knew innately that we had the power to heal ourselves, that we had the power to shift our own lives, and we just needed tools. So um, I uh, set off on a different journey. I uh, decided that I wasn't going to stay in school anymore, and I wanted a break. And um, I came to Los Angeles, and I pursued a career in fashion, because that was the other thing that I wanted to do. Right away, I found a job in fashion. I started working for a designer. And I ended up having a very, very successful career in fashion. I went on to become VP of sales of a very well-known denim brand. I was making quarter million dollars a year. I was traveling all over the world. And it seemed like a really glamorous life. And as time went on, as years went on, um, 
I started uh, to feel kind of the pangs of unhappiness, right? Like I had everything, but why was I unhappy? Why was I getting sick? Why was I being rushed to the hospital on a regular basis with heart palpitations or, you know, um, you know, symptoms of stress in essence, right? And the workload was really, really stressful for me as, as I progressed in my career. And I had zero tools on how to deal and cope with the stress in my life. And so I was literally being rushed to the hospitals like on a regular basis because my, I was having chest pains and I, I, I thought I was dying. <laughs> but, um, you know, I kept being told that it's just stress and you need to relax and you need to calm down and you need to find ways of reducing the stress in your life. And I kept hearing this word yoga and meditation. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I remember those words. I've never done those. <laughs> but... You know, so lo and behold, just to help myself and um, my own uh, healing journey, I started to um, take up some yoga meditation. And very shortly, I started seeing the effects of yoga meditation in my physical body, in my mental body, in my emotional body, and started to come back to a sense of um, wholeness again, a sense of well-being again, and so um, obviously, it, you know, when you when you find that, it becomes something that you become addicted to. So that's something really good to be addicted to, right? And so it became my life. And um, I heard the knock once again, and that I was here to do something much greater than slinging awesome denim everywhere. That. Um, I had lost a sense of my purpose and that I needed to come back and reconnect to my purpose and my purpose was to help people. And so, you know, this was a medium that was um, something that could help shift people's lives and I was very passionate about it. So I started a journey of learning everything that I could about the wellness industry from yoga, becoming a certified Kundalini yoga meditation teacher. Um, now I teach teachers. I'm a master Kundalini teacher and I teach teachers to um, learning about energy work. And uh, I went on to study pranic healing, then became a Reiki master um, and breath work and sound healing. And now I always joke, I say, you know, um, as a sound healer, I'm doing what I used to do in my early days as a as a DJ, but much more age appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, that's been my journey, and it really came through my own healing and um, knowing that these tools were so effective and shifting the mind body soul complex into a state of homeostasis and the state state of balance into a state of you know, pure joy and happiness um, that I wanted to learn it and to share it. Um, that I knew that that was my life's, you know, purpose was to be a teacher, was to be able to help people. And so this was a way that resonated with me a lot more than being a psychologist. So, you know, I went through a few different um, sh uh, shifts and turns to really finally find my niche and what... I truly passionately believe in and, um, you know, also straying away from traditional um, Western medicine and helping people in a more holistic way through things that basically ancient times we've been using, but um, 
with the technological shifts and pharmaceutical shifts we've strayed away from. But now I feel as a collective, we're awakening to finding our way back to our original roots of things that have worked for us for centuries and tapping back into them again. Mm. Wow, that's an amazing story. Thank you so much for sharing. And I have so many things that I want to ask you uh, based on the story because, wow, it seems uh, so so much has happened. <laughs> But first thing that I actually came to my mind, it's like, it's, And I don't want to undermine any like anything in here when I'm saying that, but you were stressed and you were, you know, brought to the hospital with like stress, uh, let's say effects, mm -hmm. right? But you studied psychology. So to me, it seems like, okay, someone who studied psychology should already be able to kind of cope with stress and to help themselves and to actually heal themselves from stress. And so it just brings me this question because like, you know, people who say, oh, I'm going to the psychologist. I'm like, okay, maybe it's going to help you, but I recommend you'd go for psychotherapy or some other work that will actually bring you to the childhood trauma release or emotional release in any way, because sometimes the psychology doesn't actually do that. Like you just have talk therapy and doesn't necessarily go to the core of the emotion in there and core of stress in this case. Right. So the interesting thing is like, how come you, after studying psychology for so mm -hmm. long, you know, you didn't have tools to to help yourself like that's that's a big question mark for me like yeah, how no. and you and you're absolutely right you're absolutely it's a great question and you know we studied anxiety disorders we studied panic disorders those, those were labels that we put on people right <laughs> and um i should have you know been able to say to myself like you're just having anxiety and you know the, you should you know go through these modalities in order to heal yourself but when you're experiencing it for yourself um, it's, it's really hard to, uh, pinpoint it first of all. And second of all, um, you know, the traditional ways of healing anxiety in psychology school, for example, besides talk therapy is to give you anti-anxiety medita medi medi medication, which is what they were giving me in the hospitals. And I was like, no, I'm super against medication. I barely even take an Advil if I have a headache. So, you know, it was not, it was like I was collecting pills, but I wasn't taking them. And I knew that there was an underlying cause of something that I was not necessarily addressing. And, um, you know, I then went on to seek healers, which also act as a psychotherapist in essence, right? Like when I do my healing sessions, I have a good hour with a first first time client where we really sit and talk and really get to the depths of what brings them to me. And then I can go in and work with them energetically, right? So, you know, speaking with some of you know, the m most incredible healers that I started to seek in my own healing journey, um, you know, many of them were able to point out or a couple of them that I had worked with were able to point out that, you know, it sounds like you, you, you are not living in a line with your truth and your purpose. And so that is what it, your, your, your symptoms are trying to tell you that, you know, first of all, you're in this job that may be really lucrative But is it really fulfilling your soul? Is it really bringing the type of, you know, joy and happiness that you need in your life? And are you are you serving your purpose in this lifetime? Are you using your gifts? Are you using what you were put on this planet to do in this job? And are you willing to waste your life continuing to make good money and, 
not do what you were meant to do because that's a sacrifice that we end up making when we get stuck in jobs that are not aligned with our soul's purpose. And so, you know, in if I were to go to a traditional psychologist, I probably wouldn't have come to that same conclusion as fast, right? Because then they want to go back and dredge up my childhood and everything that I had gone through and have a psychotherapy session with me for years on end, which didn't resonate with me, right? So, um, and you can sit there and talk to someone and bring up past experiences for, like I said, years on end and not get really to the core of the issue. And for me, my technique has never been about bringing up the past because you can get stuck there. It's about, okay, where are we at today? And how can we make a shift into where you'd like to go in the quickest amount of time? Because we can make a decision to change our life in an instant. And it it really has to do with um, with your willingness to make that shift. When you hit rock bottom, are you willing to go up now? And so that's kind of what it was for me. It was really with the help of, um, you know, some healers that were able to point out what I was experiencing and what the real core of the issue was for me. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, it seemed to me, it seems like, you know, sometimes there are core issues that you need to address that stem from childhood. Like, for example, you might have some, I don't know, unworthiness or guilt or whatever. But ultimately, I feel like combining both healing the past and looking into the future, because you, if you only get stuck in the past, it's, you're surely not going to move forward because, you know, mm-hmm. I guess it's not good to to be stuck in any way. And, and, and another thing like uh, that you mentioned that now came to my mind is that uh, some people use also yoga and meditation as a coping mechanism, right? That's also not the way to go when they have a struggle and they're like, okay, I'm just going to meditate to uh, like escape the whole world and I'm just going to, you know, uh, shut myself off or, you know, do, do yoga because it's like the drug for me. <laughs> I mean, it's also not the way to go. It's just a tool, like another tool. It should never be about escaping. It should always be like, about like the preference and just the alignment that we stem from and it stems from our soul and not from our ego because I think if it's a escape then it's still our ego still our mind governing it rather than our heart and so then it becomes uh, quite unhealthy and so another question that came to my mind based on the story is that you know some people would be like oh my god you made such good money you had like lives of your dream life of your dreams and so on and uh, so why were you not happy in terms of like you know what what is happiness then like because for everyone it's something different but how do you define based on knowing that okay making a lot of money is not happiness and you know uh, being aligned with your purpose is happiness so like what how do you define happiness because you're uh, an expert because you're a happiness engineer so i really would love to know Um, You know, I feel that happiness is an inside job. It truly is. Happiness is something that you cultivate from within. And um, it it does have to do with the choices that you make in your life and what you um, what you call into your life. So, um, you know, you can make a lot of money and be unfulfilled. And you can go, for example, to places like Bali, where they hardly have any money in their you know, dirt poor, literally playing with dirt and don't have iPhones and don't have anything, but these kids are beaming with happiness. They're beaming with joy. And there is this intrinsic way of them connecting to each other and connecting to nature and connecting to their families and um, life in general. And I feel like it has to do with the feeling of, first of all, gratefulness for all that you do have 
first and foremost, that's the most important part. And then after that is really recognizing what is important to you in your life, right? Because if, if it's money, then that's fleeting first and foremost, and it's um, not going to fulfill your heart. Um, But if it's, your family, if it's your loved ones, if it's connecting to nature, connecting to your heart, to your soul, being living an aligned um, soul purpose life, then that's the happiness that can be sustained. That's the happiness that can go the long, long run. And I, and I would say, you know, for most of us, you know, when we are at a certain age where, you know, we um, have a career in our life, if that career is aligned with our soul's purpose, with our heart's desires, then you can find long-term happiness. However, if you're in a dead-end job or soul-sucking job, we spend one-third of our life in our jobs. So, you know, think about the impact that that one-third has on your life if you are not living at your your soul's purpose in that one-third of your life. What does it do? It seeps into your relationships. It seeps into your home life. It seeps into everything that you do and it poisons it at, at the core. So then you start to feel unfulfilled. You start to feel unfulfilled in all areas of your life. Your relationships are going to struggle because you don't have anything to give because your soul-sucking job sucked all the energy out of you. When you're living your life in purpose and align with your soul's purpose, that gives you energy, that gives you passion, that gives you motivation, that gives you, you know, this sense of like creativity and a bliss and a joy for life that even if you're working 12 hours a day, which is what I do, it doesn't feel like I'm working. I feel like I'm creating and I get excited and I love what I do and I love sharing what I do. So when the day comes to an end, I'm not strapped of my energy. I still have a full sense of vitality and energy. And if not, and if not even that, I have a sense of excitement and that I can share with my partner, that I can share with my family and with my friends, that my life is amazing because I am doing these things to help people. Right? So you, you have to find what that is for you, right? So you can be an engineer and be super happy because you are so passionate about that, right? It doesn't have to be in a, um, you know, uh, healing or wellness modality, but you have to find what gives you passion, what gives, what sets your soul on fire. What is the thing that you are meant to do? Because every single one of us were meant to have a, have a certain contribution to this planet right? Some of us are meant to be healers and coaches and, and so on, but others have to make the world go around. We need the architects. We need the engineers. We need the lawyers. We need all those people. But, you know, I hope that that lawyer went to school because he really loved law. He really wanted to passionately help people, right? Not because his or her parents made him go to school to become a lawyer because they wanted a lawyer in the family, right? And that's what a lot of people end up doing. So I would say it's really closely related. Happiness is really closely related to what you end up doing as a uh, career in your life and the amount of gratitude and appreciation that you have for the blessings that 
that that are already in your life because you can have everything and still be unhappy, right? And still be like, oh, I don't have enough. Or, you know, look at my, my neighbor who lives in that mansion that is, you know, so much bigger than ours, right? Or you can be like, oh my God, I live in this beautiful home and, you know, there are people that are starving in the world and I'm so blessed and I'm so, you know, incredibly, um, you know, just taken care of by the universe. So there's two different perspectives, right? Um, so those, those are the two most important things I would say that has to do with the level of happiness that you experience in life. Mm, wow. Thank you so much for sharing. I have a, a thing to share as well, based on what you said, because I remember the situation, I might have shared it on the podcast once already, but it's just very relevant now where I was literally, um, I was writing my master thesis in sustainable energy in Australia, in Melbourne, and I had my office on one side of the street and my side job as a student, you know, my coffee. Uh, I was a barista in like a cafe and I had it on two sides of the street and I was going from one to the other and I was thinking I'm way more happy just making coffee for people than calculating these solar panels and these heat pumps and so on and I was just thinking and this was the moment that I was like it's probably not for me then if I'm like more happy just serving people coffee because people come and they enjoy their coffee and I can talk to them and I can make a coffee and it smells so good and so on. And I was just like, okay, then maybe I should not do this for life because, you know, it's not actually bringing me joy. And I decided in that moment, like, okay, I need to do something that connects me to people because I prefer to talk to people and just, you know, be out there rather than sitting in front of the laptop calculating something. And so in this, at this point, I made the decision it's like okay I have a comparison now I'm gonna finish the studies but afterwards I certainly need to find something else <laughs> because it's just not gonna fulfill me exactly. uh, ever again so that was really <laughs> that was really a point and another thing that I wanted to mention is like about this happiness and money um I I read this beautiful book that I actually translated to Polish as well I loved it so much that I made a deal with an author to translate it to Polish and we're gonna sell it in Poland soon and the book is called love money money loves you and it's a channeling of the energy of money, like as if money talked to you. And one of the things that the money says is like, uh, if you want to make money by being happy, like you can just focus on being happy and the money will come or you can focus on making money. And inherently, you need to be we will need to be happy because like it, if, if not, you're going to be in misalignment. So you're going to have resistance. So if you're not going to be happy doing what you're doing at some point, you're going to either lose your money or you're going to, you know, some other areas of your life are going to just scramble or whatever like you money and happiness is the same because it's all light it's all love it's all beautiful yes. so you if you're happy you're actually like aligning with the forces of the universe to give you everything in your life that you desire and then you are so open to it because the joy the happiness opens you up opens your energy channels you're relaxed you're open you're receptive to everything that is happening whereas if you are stressed or sad or whatever you're closing off you're you cannot really receive as much abundance as much energy from the universe that as if you as you would like so to me it seems like money and happiness are so interconnected these energies that you cannot like you you can just focus on being happy and then it's, the abundance will come naturally because you're going to be so open of course it, it's nice to still manifest some stuff have some goals or whatever but if you're in your joy i feel like everything just comes so easily you start meeting people you start being in places where it serves you just th things start to show up and you know like people start to reach out to you like hey do you want to like for example for me i healed some stuff and then th this uh, client of mine says like hey do you have a marketing strategy i'm like no do you want to have one yeah sure and we just made a deal and now he's doing my, doing my marketing it's like it, it came itself yeah. right yeah. but i i just i just needed to be open and have no resistance so i just needed to focus on what brings me joy and so 
I really think that these two are very interconnected. So um, if you want to just be happy, then you're going to have money. I always say, you know, love, joy, bliss, happiness are all at this very, very high frequency, right? Anger, doubt, fear, resentment, jealousy are at this low, low frequency. So when you are vibrating at this high frequency of love, joy, happiness, bliss, then it's like, you know, you are automatically in line with all those things that we all desire in life, which is harmonious relationships, loving relationships, money, abundance, all those things. So it's like almost like an elevator, right? Like if you want to get to this penthouse level, which is where love, joy, happiness, abundance really, you know, lives, then you need to have the penthouse key and the penthouse key, it has to do with the level that you actually have acquired in your bank account, those qualities within yourself. Otherwise you're going to be stuck in this lower, you know, basement level (laughs) with fear, doubt, you know, anger, jealousy, all those things, which is the universe is a boomerang. Whatever you are feeling on the inside is going to give you the same exact things back in return. It's just, that's, that's the formula of how, how life works. So if you want to have love, joy, peace, happiness, you have to vibrate at that level and you have to bring yourself at that level. And you're going to have access to all, have access to all the things that reside on that penthouse level, which includes money, right? Absolutely. Yeah, that's such a beautiful vision to visualize it and to actually like a picture it. So thank you so much for sharing. And that brings us to the next topic that I really want to talk to you about, which is quantum jumping. First of all, I would love if you could share what is quantum jumping, because we haven't really spoken about it on the podcast yet. And maybe some people have never heard of it. So what does it mean? And also how to navigate it, like how to actually jump, you know, (laughs) what to do to make this shift in your life. Yeah, it's it's actually one of my favorite subjects as well because um you know, I I read a book many many years ago and I I can't remember the name of it now, but it really started to um make me think about uh the infinite possibilities on this planet that we live in and made life so much more interesting for me than just thinking that we live in this, you know, one linear um, fashion and there is a beginning, there's a middle, and then there is an end, right? Which seems really boring. Um, But, you know, quantum theory in general, like from one of the, you know, things that I have read that has resonated with me and I feel like it's, um, you know, the truth because it speaks uh, to a part of me that it, um, you know, uh, vibrates really highly when I think about it and such. And that's basically that we live in 144 dimensions simultaneously. So there is a version of you that is here on this planet, and that's, you know, maybe the first dimension. But there is another 143 versions of you that live in other dimensions. And it's all happening at the same time. So there's no past, there's no future. It's all now right? And these different parts of you have access to each other. So let's say that there is, you know, this, this version of me, Shahara, living in 
on planet Earth in this now moment in 2022. But there's also a part of me that could be, um, you know, uh, a she-he-ra <laughs> that's living in ancient Egypt as one of Isis's um, priestesses. And I have learned the art and alchemy of... Um, of Isis's magic. And there's another part of me that's living as a warrior in another timeline. And I have incredible, uh, um, you know, skills as a warrior. And there's another part of me that is living in, um, uh, let's say, uh, in a future timeline, right? Like in 20, 2050 as a scientist. And I have learned the art of actually curing um, cancer holistically, let's say, right? And so me, Shahara, in 2022 on planet Earth, if I were to um, have the, the, the quiet moments of solitude and really diving deep within myself through meditation and other arts, um, you, I could access these parts of myself right? These are all parts of me through infinite consciousness. I have access to these parts of myself that, you know, is living in the past or is living in the future, but it's all happening now um, to really improve my life in this timeline. So I can, you know, take skills from my days as a priestess for Isis and take skills from my skill for myself as a warrior in another timeline and, you know, really have the courage and the strength to get, get through life and also get downloads from my future self, right? In 2050, where I've discovered the cure for cancer holistically to now all of a sudden be able to bring that timeline and merge it with the now moment and potentially make a huge impact on this planet. So that's the way that I like to look at it and it makes life really exciting. And so it's really just looking at time um, not as a linear with a start and an end and, and think of time as layers on a cake in a sense. And everything is really happening at the same time. And even though we can't perceive of the other layers, it's, it's, it's there. And the way that you access it is really being able to go within yourself, right? It's really being able to tap into parts of yourself that, you know, most of us don't connect to on a regular basis, right? Most of us are not making time to go within and access those parts of ourselves. Or if we even do, we may discount it as like, oh, that's just my mind playing tricks on me or just like, you know, it's my mind saying things to me that are not true. But you know, we're being guided in every moment. We're being, you know, we're we're so loved by this infinite universe. We have not only our future selves, previous selves, but we also have the angelic realm, right? That's all around us and guiding us on a regular basis. So um, I love the idea that there isn't just one fixed future for us, right? We can make decisions on any time, at any point in our life to choose a different timeline. And we do that by... Um, really uh, the decisions that we make along the way, right? So if you feel that you're empowered because you have X, Y, and Z as, you know, like a basis and foundation of who you are, then you may make a different decision in your life than if you just felt that like you were just this person living in this 3D dimension that's having the hum, hum, humdrum life 
Or if you felt like you have this lineage <laughs> that's standing behind you as a priestess and as a scientist and as so on, you would walk and, and talk differently. You would choose your decisions differently. Your actions would be guided differently. So that's why I love quantum jumping. And I, you know, I do this maybe a little bit more subtly with my clients. Um, the work that I do um, is, uh, you know, really tapping into not only this life, but also previous lifetimes and uh, obviously future lifetimes and timelines as well, but in a more subtle way through energetic clearings and through the, um, you know, uh, through uh, um, allowing them to access these parts of themselves gently. So it's not a forced way of going in, but it's like, okay, so, you know, through a state of meditation, whether it's through yoga or through an energetic, you know, um, clearing or uh, activation or through sound, for example, they have moments of connection, right? And so they they feel a sense of, okay, I just had this moment of, you know, merging with infinite consciousness and knowing that I'm part of something greater. And even if that's for a nanosecond, it gives them a sense of empowerment and a sense of belonging and a sense of connection. And they're no longer who they were before that experience. They now have an expanded sense of self. And so, and every time that you dip back into that experience, it, it, it grows. So that sense of self grows. So you're no longer this, you know, same version that you were before the, the you know, the, the healings or the experience that you, you, you had. Mm, that's so cool. Thank you so much for explaining all that. And so I'm really curious what you would say to someone who maybe have never experienced this kind of work and if they would like to try it out just at home with themselves, uh, even in a slight way, not maybe just, you know, crazy stuff like, yeah, I want to embody my inner Cleopatra or whatever, like uh, maybe maybe just in a more gentle way or maybe future self work because this work can be actually really powerful. I had the future self uh, session myself yesterday uh, with a friend of mine and it was really Really, really nice I felt like it just seems more easy to get where I want to be when I just merge with my future self or I get lessons or I get advice from from me from the future it's like it just seems smoother the where I want to be right and from now it just seems like yeah of course like I deserve it all I I have this potential there out there in the quantum realm for me and so now I can just you know take steps towards it but enjoy in happiness in more kind of like calm way so what would you say to someone who has never tried it maybe uh, they want to tap into these realms of themselves yeah the future self-work is so easy it's just uh, literally just imagining yourself as a version of you from you know, uh, the, you know, from the future as to what, it, what, what the end result is, right? So if you, um, and, and this is some things that most of us don't do, right? We go through life every day and we're just focusing on taking the next step for the most part. And there's some beauty in that, right? Maybe you're like now focused and in the present moment, but there's also a lot to be said about visualizing and envisioning something greater. Because if you don't visualize it and if you don't envision it, you can't create it. Everything that has been created in the universe has been visualized first. And so it's the same thing with your 
um, ability to create a, a different version of yourself that, you know, maybe is more aligned with your true heart's desires. And the way that you get to the future self is first, first and foremost, just write down for yourself what it is that you truly want for yourself. Like what, what aspects of yourself do you feel that you can grow on, right? So, you know, if you were to rate yourself from a zero to 10, what would you rate yourself today in this now moment, right? Like if it's, if it's a five, then you have a lot to go in order to reach a 10. And what would a 10 look like for you? What would you have to be in order to be a 10? What are, you know, what, what job do you have? What characteristics do you have? What strengths do you have? And so it may seem like an impossibility, but write it down and then, and then really see yourself living that life. What do you, what are you doing? How are you acting? What decisions are you making? You know, who are you surrounded by? Right. Because I think like really the quality of our, of our life is really predicated by the people that we surround ourselves with. Right. So if you're surrounding yourself with people that are inspiring you and helping you grow, then you're going to get there a lot faster. So see yourself walking around doing the things that you want to do as a 10, right? You can even ask your future self questions. You can ask, you know, um, that once you visualize that, that version of you, that's a 10, um, you can ask him or her, how did you get here? What, what helped you get here? What obstacles did you have to go through in order to get here? And how did you overcome those obstacles? And be really open and receptive to seeing and hearing, um, you know, what they went through in order to get there. And um, once you feel ready to connect to that, you know, design reality, then, um, then just sit for a moment and imagine yourself merging with that future aspect of yourself and becoming one. And what parts of yourself now do you have to let go of and do you have to die to in order to fully merge and become one with that, you know, 10 version of you, right? And so it's really easy and beautiful work. Visualization, I would say, is really the key to be able to get there. And it's so easy. Anyone can do it. You don't need to come to me or to anybody else to do it, but just set aside time um, to be able to create that for yourself. Um, everything in life has to do with your success is directly related to how you envision your future. If you're happy with the status quo, you're going to have status quo. If you if you want more out of your life, you have to envision what that more looks like and, and what you have to do in order to get there. So that's kind of the future self work. It's beautiful and it's profound and it's easy. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'm pretty sure that people who listen will try it out because it is really easy and it is really powerful as well because you're really embodying these qualities and you can really feel it and you can get all these insights about what you need to do to get where you want to be, which is freaking great. So thank you so much for sharing that and i have one last quick question to you if people really vibe with your energy as i do uh, it's really really cool and if people would like to contact you or maybe see your content what's the best way to find you i'm on instagram shahara moselin um uh, s-h-e-h-e-r-a-m-o-c-e-l-l-i-n i have my own website you can see all my services it's anahata holistic healing.com um and uh yeah i would be 
happy to connect with your listeners and offer my services. I do sound baths and healing workshops throughout LA. I also hold um, Reiki um, uh, trainings as well and energy healing trainings as well as crystalline activations. I work with crystal bowls and I'm a, um, I call myself a guardian of the bowls. So, um, you know, if you're interested in working with sound and crystal bowls, um, I also distribute the crystal bowls. Wow, that's cool. I love crystal balls. They they have such a beautiful heart-touching well, sound. So that's amazing. Beings. I freaking love everything that they're you do. They're live conscious beings and they're here to, oh, to yeah. serve us as, as gurus and teachers in their own right. And they have so much gifts to impart on us. So yes, they, they, they absolutely shift your life when you work with them. Mm, that's so beautiful. I love how you're talking about them. Thank you. <laughs> you, can, you seem really, really connected to them. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing everything on this podcast. It was such a beautiful conversation. I feel like I could go for way more than just this time that we have assigned for this. But yeah, thank you so much for everything that you shared. I'm sure that it will help people as we set an intention before. It was my honor and pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. And I, I love getting to know you and your beautiful energy. Thank you so much.